John the Viking Mauser with the Get Strong or Die podcast. Today my guest is Christy Sine. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. <clears throat> um, so uh, we'll start this off like like I usually do. Um, uh, we wanted to get to know you. So if you could tell the listeners um, kind of how did you get into uh, – Strength training and lifting and, and barbells and all that. Right. Well, getting into strongman has actually been more recent. Um, in 2012, I was doing graphic design and I started lifting weights. Uh, I was one of the times I was into bodybuilding and I really wanted to lose weight, even though I look back and I wasn't overweight. I started lifting weights and um, he kind of taught me the main barbell lift. And I got really into that. And then I, I went to personal trainer. And it was when I moved from Chicago to Indiana, I started with bullpenny and I had power lifting. And so then I started power lifting because I went to a friend's meet and was like, I bet I could do that. And I was only like 140 pounds at the time. And now I'm a lot bigger, but I started training for power lifting. And I fell in love with strength training. Prior to that, you know, like I said, I was doing graphic design, and I was an art student. I didn't have any athletic background. I think a lot of people who get into powerlifting are kind of the same way. It's easy to get into because of just squat, bench, and deadlift. So I kind of bounced around the Midwest. Um, still personal training. I got bigger and better in powerlifting, and then I became started coaching in powerlifting. Um, and then I moved out to California to, you know, grow my own brand and be around stronger people in powerlifting. But actually, this year, um, I switched to strongman because I found some people out here that coached me, and I fell in love with it. So that's just, like, a big story in, like, a short time. Very cool. So how long, was, um, how long were you doing uh, bodybuilding stuff? Well, I, I really didn't do bodybuilding. It just, you know, when you go into the gym and you start doing the bro splits and yeah. stuff, I didn't look like a bodybuilder. I started gaining a little bit of muscle. Um, but, no, I never competed in bodybuilding. Um, but it was just, you know, bodybuilding style splits. Very cool. So it, and has it has that stuff um, influenced your uh, your current training? Like, like, do you still do kind of the, the, the body part splits and the higher reps and stuff like that so i think that that experience a long time ago at least kind of molded me in a way where it's like okay you're used to pushing the reps and pushing your body but that's so long ago i'm grateful for those but now i just do whatever my coach tells me to do okay (laughs) but it was more so in powerlifting where it kind of molded that because i would feel like in my accessories i had to you know, kill my legs and everything. And now, in more sport specific, um, I'm just learning and stuff and trying to just get better at strongman rather than focusing on anything aesthetically or whatever. But it definitely helped build a good base. Um, I think a lot of people jump automatically oh, try to jump into powerlifting without doing any type of activity. And so, like, I'm glad that I built that. Thing. Now, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really do any like, type of you know, bodybuilding. 
Cool, very cool. And um, now you you switched over to uh, strongman. Do you plan on still doing any powerlifting, or um, or have you kind of just completely switched gears? I completely switched gears, which was it was really hard to let go. Just especially since like you consider myself a coach, I would never, you know, I being so new, I had never coached or programmed for strongman training so it's like my my career is in powerlifting um so that was a hard switch when i first started starting i did it on my own i did my first two shows without much help just like some help from like with some local people who coach i'm still trying to do like a five by five squat so like you know there was no like it was hard to let go but now i'm going to let go i have like in the hands of the people i train with and my coach and so yeah i mean maybe one day i'd come back and compete but i'm finally kind of disconnected from that because i'm so focused on getting better at striking did you have a coach in uh powerlifting as well yeah i i trained myself i had a couple coaches um i one of my favorite coaches was josh bryant who has obviously a background in strongman and so I think that he influenced me at least, and this was a while ago, I had a coach between him and now, but um, his, like, style of training is closer to what I do now. And also, he would give me stuff like farmers and yoke, which I had no idea what I was doing, but I enjoyed that more. And that's why after my last meet, I was too bored with powerlifting. I just wanted something that excited me enough a strongman and it turned out strongman was way different than just like farmers and yoke being a slow power lifter just carrying it and so uh that's been fun but i knew i liked those movements so that's kind of like i think i'll just kind of do one show just for you know to get back into exciting training and then realize like i want to be good at it very cool so so you had a um a couple coaches in powerlifting um i'm assuming that kind of uh experience with coaches kind of led you to um the decision to get a coach for strongman as well yes so so i've had coaches because i think that a lot of times people need it obviously i coach myself so i people but having a different i i've learned so many different things from so many different companies josh bryant it was such a different style of training. And before that, I did conjugate training. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've learned from each person. And then my next coach that was really technical, which is I really needed. Because I was just like all grit and would just rip up weight and just have no technique. But, uh, yeah, they inspired me to get a coach for Strongman, especially because when I was training for Strongman at first, um, I, being somebody who's never done a thing, never done sports training and never done crossfit or anything like that like my overhead movements i really need to get like being explosive using my legs where to put the log i needed someone in person to like because i i did do my first two shows just with a little guidance of people who didn't know too much about strongman but after my second show i was like i'm just gonna hurt myself because i just will i'm taking a head against a wall rather than doing the smart because I'm, you know, rushing things. So that, that inspired me and a coach. And I know that's like the best option for me. <clears throat> Very cool. And, and your coaches, have they mostly been um, 
like an in-person thing or are you, are they doing it remotely or what have you, what kind of, um, what have you chosen to do mostly in person or. Right. So I was living in Long Beach, California. Um, and I saw on Instagram when using a Conan's wheel, um, just like something that the gym made and I had a Conan's wheel, um, in my training. So I was like, okay, it was, it was lots of power. And I said, okay, well, I'll hit them up. I went there and trained with it. And um, I met the owner, Nick, who is now my coach. And he kind of offered to say, hey, we train on Saturday. So I did come there. Every once in a while, they'd help me out a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of said, okay, like after this show, because I was only a few weeks out, like, I went, can you coach me? And I was really nervous about it because I don't really, I still felt very, like, new. Uh, even me, is like pretty outgoing, going to a new gym, scary, especially if I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, they didn't have maybe women training with them at the time, too. So it's just kind of like, we had tiptoeing, like, hi, like, I'm trying to do this. I want you to take me seriously. Like, are they going to take me seriously? Um, it's been really great. So, he started coaching me after a show in June. So it's only been like four or so months. But um, yeah, it's been good. I've been really happy with it. Just you know, asking questions. And um, so it is in person. Sorry, go back to your question. It's in person. I actually moved closer to the gym. I live in Anaheim, like where Disney now. And every training day, he's at the gym. And so he'll just meet you know, the athletes and also meet and there on Saturday. So in person that's what I need <laughs> so I've always had virtual coaches um, but it's really great for someone to be live in there like I really like it. Yeah. that I have like abundance of strong men and you know um, in career. very cool um, now I run into this myself so I'm assuming that um, you may have as well so I wanted to get your opinion on it because uh, you're also a coach so right. um, you're training people and then um, I get a lot of questions when I hire a coach, like, why are you hiring a coach? Like, you know, you know, can you tell me a little bit about that? I'm sure you get that too. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. At first I was a little insecure about it when I was powerlifting. Cause I was like, well, I'm supposed to know what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> uh, for me, I mean, I, I've done powerlifting without a coach and with a coach. I've done starting without a coach and with a coach. Um, and with a coach is, so much better. I don't know everything, especially about a new sport. Um, it was really, really scary at first. Um, like the change was scary to me um, because I I wanted to be good and I thought I was doing good until I got a coach. So um, <laughs> I think it's most important because, like, especially if you're doing a strength sport, like the wheel's a different breed. Where um, Nick always says, like, oh, I'd rather have like a pit bull. I have like pull like the lead back you know we're always trying to attack we're always trying to go back we're always trying, oh we got our show well then let me just do the whole all events every day and so like, that's not how it works and we know that we do know that but at least with my personality type i'm going to want to go everything heavy all the time not work on my speed and i also need help with those little things that are make a big difference to me um I know for me, I was getting away with logs by being strong. I can kind of just open press it, but kind of like bench press <laughs> And that wasn't, that's not a, I'm learning about a sport that I don't know about. But even with powerlifting, I mean, I'm just giving people direction all day. 
And it's just really, you know, and I coach other co- coaches or personal trainers or something that should know. I mean, just powerlifting is just pretty simple. You've been doing it for a while. You've been able to put together your own program. But just having someone objectively tell you what you're doing wrong is super helpful. Like, I, I'm really, you know, does everyone need a coach? No. But for me, I've always looked better with someone telling me exactly what to do. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it's helpful. I think too, um, when when you are a coach, or or maybe if you're not technically a coach, but you kind of know how training works, it's e- it's way easier to overthink it for yourself than it is somebody else. So you can end up doing a bunch of uh, overthinking and just crazy stuff for your own programming. And that's a lot of the time. Like when I I will hire people um, all the time. I do it all the time. I'll hire somebody, um, even if it's just for. You know, I had Jed Johnson doing my grip training, and, and I've had Martins Lisi's doing my um, strongman, and I, I will hire people out just so I don't have to overthink it or, or whatever. And I know that they'll make me do stuff that I probably aren't, aren't good at and I wouldn't normally program myself. So I think it's smart um, for anybody to have a coach, whether you're a coach or not, too. So I think that's, a, that's probably a pretty good move. Yeah, no, I mean... And also, I learn from my coaches as well. So it makes me a better coach, and that's the goal. But it's fun to learn from other people, and I'm not – it's funny because I I'm, I can go back in my computer and probably see I tried to program myself for Strongman um, for my last show. <laughs> and I would love to look at it now to see how it, it just doesn't make sense because, I mean, I – train like a powerlifter. I need to learn this stuff. I'm not an expert at strong man. I'm not the best at strong man. Even powerlifting is always something to learn. Um, so never stop. But yeah, you gotta kind of what's also great though now is like there's so much knowledge online. But that's almost kind of a like what knowledge can you apply to you? Mm-hmm. Cool. Specifically, you can do so much at once. <clears throat> so let's talk about um, kind of uh, training um at least in generalities uh when you're training now um and and we'll talk about powerlifting too um i know it's real easy for a lot of people like you said earlier to kind of go and and just want to like max out all the time or like go to failure on your exercises and this and that and you kind of touched on it earlier that that that's kind of not what you're doing now can you um can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit right so um I was only in competition prep with my coach before, but um, and now I'm doing something a little bit differently, but I would only train four days. Um, one day would be lower, and it would be more like speed work and different um, work on different things that like maybe could help for me, like my glutes and my deadlift, so stuff like that. Um, but there were more speed percentages using bands, chains, um, different types of bars. Um, and then I'd have a body day that was just like that. I would have, and then I would have a prehab day, which was really light, super boring. Like I would do bandage circles, face pulls, maybe some core stuff, sled drags. It would take me like 45 minutes. <laughs> and then I have an event day where I do um, like three events that were in the competition. But sometimes it'd be maximal. Sometimes it would be, depending on what week it was, it'd be on like a wave of, um, you know, the full weight or basically 
I carry for time within a certain time. So depending, and then yeah, that was it really. Um, a lot would go into those event days, though. So it was mostly trying to work on things specifically, things I need to work on during the week prehab to keep me nice and mobile and not injured, and then um, my events. Um, and yeah, that was it, which were very hard. <laughs> you know, like after an event day, you're just like, oh, I need to go, like, your whole day is done. Yeah. And so it was basically just training for the event day. And now I have a uh, two day split where I'll do an upper body day or lower body day, an upper body day, lower body day, and upper body day. And that's again with different um, variations and, um, just things working on, but it, it, I'm building strength right now. It's kind of like the phase I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I think today I'm doing the five rep max of deadlifts against the bands. But earlier this week, I was just doing speed speed work with my front squats. So it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't sound like you're um, you're you're like going ridiculously heavy uh, four days a week or anything. No. But I would if I had a chance to. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. a thing. But, but I really enjoy the training I'm doing now. I, yeah. I'm finally, that's why I need a coach. It kind of gets me away from that and see the bigger picture. Yeah. And, you know, I say, I, I always ask questions like, why are we doing this? Why can we do this? And he'll tell me, you know, like, yeah. Or like I'm like, can we just do another set? Because it was it was just so bad. Um, it, this would be one day, and you would be like, well, your ego needs like another set. But like that's probably gonna next like this next week when we're doing this more maximally. And I'm like, fine. Like you're right. Like I'm shut down. Like I gotta be thinking about thinking ahead. Yeah, very cool. I, I think that's pretty common. I, I tell I try to talk to um, some of the people that I coach about this. It's like. <laughs> training in a way is uh it's very counterintuitive to what you want to do you hear all this stuff like no pain no gain this and that and you got to like balls to the wall all the time and you kind of get that in your head and then if you're a competitive person at all then you want to do that anyway and you just want to go and like just kill it every time um but that's that's not really uh training per se that's kind of like you're just going and competing every day (laughs) right no that's true and that's and that's why it's good to have a coach. And like, yeah. that's so funny. Cause like, if you have clients, like for me, I have clients, they say, Oh my God, I feel like I'm not doing enough for my legs, like, or for my squat. I'm like, well, we just can't add another squat day or more. It just, you just have to take more time. Yeah. It's like, we just keep going for more time. So patience is key. This has really taught me a lot of performance, taught me a lot of patience. Um, yeah, it definitely has. Yeah, I think I think that's um, that's one of those uh, you hear all the time. One of the um, one of the quotes I see a lot is like, um, "You got to do what others uh, aren't willing to do." And I think the irony of that is like people think, "Oh, well, I have to like train hard and heavy all the time," because most people aren't willing to do that. But I think most normal people aren't willing to do that, right? But I think when you get into like the people you'll actually be competing against they're all willing to do that and they're all doing that. So you have to do the thing they're not willing to do and kind of rein it in and not go heavy all the time. Right. Just making those smarter choices. Right. And obviously we all know if you're doing strongman or any kind of sport like that, it's like the training's hard. Yeah. Like 
you're just kind of used to that level of like stress mm-hmm. but you don't you know some days maybe you'll push it to the limit but other days it's just it's just training that's yeah. it it's just part of what you do yeah um so uh I see a lot of um, people too, uh, amateur strongmen and women. Um, one thing I see people talk about a lot is like, "Well, I got to do my competition weight," and um, I have a very strong opinions on this. But I, I see people obsessed with that, like, "Oh, I have to do my competition weight and this and that." Um, what? How do you approach that? Like, I know you did nationals recently, um, and and the weights at nationals are usually quite heavy. Um, so, how did you? kind of prepare for um those weights so to speak right so this is where i had to put a lot of trust in my my coach and my training partners because i am someone who i know at powerlifting i more so i wouldn't really PR on the platform i'd be more of a like i know i'm in a, a total mm-hmm. you know um for strongman <laughs> okay so let's take log for example that is my weak link just technical wise, like I just so the comp was 170. I didn't, I failed 170 maybe like 50 times. Like I never got it in training ever, ever. Well, once at the very, like the very last week. And this was after they postponed it. So it was like, oh, like four weeks after it was supposed to be. But I failed it so many times. Like, I was so frustrated. Like, you know, they, they, and they just act like, you know, all the people I trained with were athletes before. They're used to just losing games sometimes, whatever. And I'm used to failing too, but it was a, it was a lot. And not saying I did the comp weight every week. I didn't. But I'd be like, imagining, like, this is my chance to do it. So I'd get these chances and I'd fail. And, um, the log was all technique because my elbows drop. I have no surface area up here because my shoulders are so big that I can't my shoulders back. There's all these problems that I was working on, um, but I never hit it until you know game day. And with the uh, with the deadlifts, it's so hard on your body. Like the four inch deficit with the axle bar, I was not doing 350 every week training that. A lot of times it was just for 30 seconds or less weight or every other week um, because there's other five events. Like, you know, not always going to do that the same day and doing the stone, like another deficit deadlift and the, and the Zercher carry. So I'm not always doing, you kind of pick and choose which one's going to be heavy. And then, you know, I, I did do a comp simulation before nationals where I did fail the log. <laughs> But I actually did the conversation twice because I had to peak twice, kind of, you know, because it was postponed. Yeah. And yeah, I pulled it both. But that was the only times I was doing, so only two times in my whole, like, it was probably like a 16 that I've I, I It was a long time because it was postponed. So I only did all the weights, all the weights the same day twice. Okay. So you did one full, uh, basically. A run through two times in sixteen weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. <clears throat> and um, and did you have the? Uh, did you have pretty much the same setup that they were going to be doing, or were you modifying a lot? I had a mount modify for the mouse serve block, <laughs> but which I used, which I used. Uh, I, someone brought me a block once, and I got to pick it, and it was fun. But before that, I had to do the 
I, I used a natural stone instead a couple times. Yeah. And which sucked because I'd never done that. <laughs> it's really hard. And then I used um, a sandbag mm-hmm. once. Um, the yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's pretty much the same except for they changed the the zercher carry. The yoke carry to a bat to a regular yoke, which was crazy because I've never done that except for my first show was like mass weight and I didn't know how to do a yoke yet. It was way wrong, so I haven't done this since then. So, um, but yeah, everything else was pretty much the same. Besides, like you know, the farmer handles were were different, but it was fine. We just yeah. did it. Cool, very cool. So, what's the strongman scene like at the the gym that you're at? Are there a lot of uh, people doing it or is it just a small group or what's that like um so it's a group that's growing for sure but it's funny because california is so big so we'll have this i mean i'm new to the group so there's this core group that live close who are like involved with the gym um that train every saturday like together i still train there every other day but um also come on saturday for the events but depending on who is in show prep is, you know, obviously prioritizes their Saturday. Some of these people are like moms, dads, they might usually work on Saturdays. Um, so they'll come in from like the Inland Empire or up like North. And so they travel pretty far for Saturday. So it, it can be at like 10 or 12 people, but sometimes it's like four people. So it depends, but I'm always there. <laughs> so it just depends if someone has like their show coming up or not. Cool. When I when I first started uh, following your Instagram page, and I, I don't remember how long ago that was, I, I don't know. You may not have been in California then, but but there was like uh, I remember seeing several posts where there was like you were in these strong women groups, and there was like four or five of you all, and you were like training and stuff. Um, is that California or was that where you lived before or that was that was probably okay so when I was in Chicago it was awesome because I was a a personal trainer at this place called Rockwell Barbell who which is a powerlifting based gym and there were I think after I started going there more women started coming to the gym so I'd have this like awesome group you know, and it wasn't like, oh, we all train together, but like, you know, we sometimes hang out together. We, you know, say hi, motivate each other, whatever. Um, but it was a very, you know, I, I trained actually mostly men at Rockwell. Um, I guess like, I guess about half, you know, but like for me, that was a lot. When I moved to California, I lost that community and that community was awesome. You know, I had a lot of guys that I, I would train with. Times. I trained alone, but there's always people there you could train with. When I moved to California, um, you know, the most of the people I knew were um, women in powerlifting. So, you know, we I really kind of latched onto those friendships, and so we trained together like every day. Like, okay, well, let's go here, let's go here. And um, when I stopped doing powerlifting, I kind of had to let go of seeing those friends every single day and still friends with them we still do you know business together and um i'll support them but yeah now it's kind of like all right i'm back to finally have because i bounce around gyms when i first moved here and now i finally have that community and just like that um that regimen i like it's like okay i go to house of power on monday 
Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. I see my coach, see the same people. I say hi. My first week in California, I was feeling pretty lost and almost like very just, I just didn't have a routine because I, I didn't find my people. And even though I love everything, all those gyms I used to go to before, it's like I need to go to lunchroom. I need to go and train. I need to focus on what I'm doing. But yeah, I feel like there's definitely a lot of times a strong female presence around me when I go out with my friends that this is what it is now. I just train. There's mostly guys. There's um, the three or four strong women that come in on Saturday now, which I really like. But I don't know when you saw that, but yeah, I just always feel like we, we find time to get together. Cool. Chicago yeah. or California. Yeah, I imagine that it was Chicago because I think I've, I've probably been following your page for a little while now. Um, I think I actually found your page through Bud Jeffries had tagged you in something. And I oh, he was. I love him. I'm like, I wish I could like go in his backyard and lift stuff. Like, it looks so fun. I just found him on Instagram doing something crazy. This was before I was strongman. But yeah, he tagged me and stuff. I'm like, come down to the... I'm like, how am I going to get there? I don't know how. I live in Cali. I live across the country now. But, um, but his stuff looks so fun. Like, that's, that looks just like so much fun to me. Yes, yeah, so I was actually supposed to, when when Nationals was in Florida, uh, we were going to Florida, and I was supposed to drive down and train with him after Nationals, and then we were going to fly to Vegas for Masters Nationals, but then um, the Florida thing got postponed, so I never made it. But I was like, I was super pumped about training with Bud Jeffries, and then oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah, then the hurricane. I just like, I, uh, yeah, all that stuff looks great. And I guess. One day I'll have a backyard. I've been apartment living for like 10 years. I'm like, one day I will have a backyard. And I'm going to have, have gym stuff. That's the goal. Yeah. But we'll see. Not in California, though. It's really expensive here. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your, um, what, what are your goals uh, with um, Strongman and all that uh, right now? I know you just did nationals and stuff, but what what's kind of like coming up in – the next year or five years or what are you wanting to do with it? Right. I feel like I did not have a clear vision until I started training for nationals. Um, uh, you know, it just feels like everything when I moved is just so new, but my goal is to stay in strongman. Like I love, love this. I'm committed. So I want to become a pro strong woman. So I'm going to keep going in it. Not obviously want to get to that goal. It's not like I'm gonna quit, but that's my first goal. Because um, I feel like my time is ticking. Just because I'm almost thirty, and I know that's not old, but it's like if I'm starting a new sport at this age, you know, you never know what can happen. So, like the reason I've been taking all these opportunities of like you know I squeeze by at War on the Shore to get to nationals. I squeeze by at nationals to get to Arnold. The reason why that like I'm so just driven to just take these opportunities and do it just because I feel like who knows next year I could be injured. Like, I, I don't know. Like I, I, you know, everything, I feel like everything's just an adventure. It's like whatever happens, happens, but I know I'm going to become a pro strong woman. Um, but it's like, okay, like I, I don't want anything to get in the way before then. And it's like, let's say I'm like 35 and I'm like, okay, like, I, and I want to start a family or something. I have to take like a year off or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I'm, I feel like now is the time to do it. Yeah. 
everything sure. right now is focused on um, becoming better because I know it, it's not going to just happen, next, you know, like at Arnold, we think that, but, you know, give me all the experiences that I can, train as I can, as long as I can um, with my business. That's the one thing is like, I'm growing my business a lot so I can support myself, but how do you make it more of, um, the career rather than the job that pays me. Um, and yeah, just have fun with it. Cause I feel like I've been just so stressed since I moved to California that I've enjoyed the process. Like so much good stuff has been happening that with, with strength sports, I think that pro strong woman would, is my goal right now. Very cool. So- and what I, and obviously getting just getting better at the sport and yeah. So, uh, if, if going pro is, um, the goal, then I'm sure, um, you have, uh, the training and and nutrition and everything. We haven't talked about nutrition yet. How, how has that changed from, uh, let's go back clear to the beginning, right? So how does that change since like your, your bodybuilding esque stuff to powerlifting to strongman to now, like what's been, what have you been doing? So when I first started um, lifting, I was really under eating. I was super skinny. I was 135 pounds, which for me is really skinny. Um, And I was more so rather than doing like a bodybuilding diet, like I was eating, you know, really clean foods, but I was mostly focused on burning as many calories as I can. And I feel like a lot of my clients have a similar stories where they're just like, all they want to do is be small. And then they got small and they're like, wow, now I have to stay small. And now I have to just be not eating. So from there, when I switched to powerlifting, that's when things started to change very slowly. I started to eat more carbs, more food. Not enough to sustain powerlifting, but I started to get into a little bit more of nutrition and learning about nutrition um, just because, as personal trainer, you have to kind of further your education. And so that's what I did. And I read a few books about it. I started tracking in my fitness pal, but it was still like way too little. It wasn't until um, I started, I worked with the, it was to cut, but I worked with a, a coach. Um, Tony Montgomery and he just kind of checked in with me and my nutrition and my macros is when I kind of realized like exactly what I was eating around what around what lifting session I was eating but from there to now I've learned a lot more and since I care less about my body composition which is funny because I still care but like I care less about being small is what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's been a very long process of letting go of that mentality and understanding what my body needs to train. And um, I use Renaissance periodization right now. Um, and basically, the reason I like it, um, basically, they base um, your your meals on like what time your workouts are, and so they kind of split it up for you it's easy to understand but nutrition has become way more important because when i first started strongman i still wasn't eating enough but my volume had increased and now that my volumes increased my calories and carbs and everything have increased so i myself i meal prep 
but I also like will go get ice cream and stuff like that too. <laughs> so it, it's a balance for me, but figuring, I think, I think it's all perfect timing because I was just, it's constantly trying to get away of that mindset and keeping the mindset of like, all right, like you're doing 50 sets today. Like you need to like eat something yeah. for it. So it's a habit now. Very cool. <clears throat> so you said you're using um, Renaissance periodization. How long have you been uh, doing that? For over a year. Like, but I will say that two months ago, I totally fell off before nationals, which is crazy because that's usually when I'm mostly like, um, so it's funny because I'm like, no, I can understand because I moved and I was going through all these like life transitions and I uh, could totally feel how people can fall off. I felt meal prep, but I wouldn't track anything. And it, it was like more of like keeping those habits, but now I'm back on it just because I think it's important, at least for me, because I, I do take, you know, I, I would say right now, uh, obviously coaching is my job, but I'm like, well, I'm coaching so that I can have more time and freedom to compete and train. So I have to act like this is my job as well, although no one's freaking paying me to lift me. It's like, it's just what I do because I like to do it. But so I have to take it seriously. So nutrition is part of that. Um, so I kind of re, you know, I'd like sit down and like look at my like app and look at what I was doing and look at everything. But yeah, I think nutrition is for me is important because I do a lot on my body. So I have to recover. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so, with your training and coaching, um, tell us a little bit about that. So, you have a you have a website. You do online training. Um, just kind of give us an overview. Like, what is that all about, and what do you offer? Right. So, um, I have a my brand for coaching is called Unchained Strength. Um, I started that when I left Chicago. Um, when I was in Chicago, I was a full time trainer. I'd have like ten clients a day. I was in person. Um, so I really liked that like connection and the type of clients I got. Now the type of clients that I train now are usually people who want to start powerlifting or they already started powerlifting. They're competing, um, and then people who want to start strength training. They've gone to other personal trainers and they say, "Hey, I want to learn how to use a barbell." And then the personal trainer just gives them a hit workout, and it's like, "All right, get on the elliptical." Um, and so. Um, those are usually the people that I train, people who want to get stronger, um, whether it's competing in powerlifting, getting stronger, so, um, yeah, it's like this whole spiel, but, so, the virtual coaching, I use an app, and I, after I talk to the client, figure all their stuff out, I put their programming up on the app, there's videos there, they can that, they, of videos of what they do at the gym um, you know not everything but especially the main lifts or anything they want me to look at so I can actually on my computer or my phone look at the video and then I get some of the feedback of myself cueing them throughout the week and then um, we keep, we just keep going so right. everything's individualized it's not like oh everyone this whole group's on the same program Everyone has different goals. They're everywhere, especially when you're first starting in strength, like stuff like doing your first pull-up or doing push-up or like weighted push-ups or something like that is pretty, I, I tell them exactly what to do and what weight to do it. So it's pretty like, 
yeah so it just depends on the person as well so that's why i do have a few in-person clients just to keep me kind of um <laughs> happy because i do like training in person but it does allow me the freedom to reach more people and do it anytime so very cool <clears throat> yeah and uh i think the the virtual stuff the online stuff is way uh easier when you're moving you know um if if you they're doing it in person and you move you got to start over <laughs> i know because i could take some clients with me um and it was great because i had all this time i'm like all right well now i've I built this business before when i was in chicago i had people all the time asking me to coach them and i'm like i don't have time because i program for all my clients here i'm working every day i train myself i'm at the gym for 12 hours a day like i just wouldn't give you good service yeah. and i kind of had a bad taste in my mouth about coaching because i heard all these horror stories and like well if i was a virtual coach then i'd just be such a bad coach for me it's finding out that balance and what i can handle and how i can make it efficient but value so it's been fun but you know it's like how do you grow from here you know like yeah. i can't just take on more clients you know can't physically do it right um so that's what i'm you know trying to figure out now but i do love to do it and it's you know i'm it was hard i set myself up to be in this place where i i can focus on and so very cool and enjoy it (laughs) yeah very cool uh what's your what's your secret or, or if you have one to getting people to actually send you their videos i this is like it's the number one thing I fight with with my online people. I'd say half of them just won't send me what their, their videos, and I right. can't, I can't critique. That's frustrating. I do have some clients who who do that sometimes, but from the get go, I always say like it's mandatory to send me at least one video. You know, yeah, whatever. So the one thing I don't know what you what do you do you use like WhatsApp or they text you or do you use an app. It's individual, whatever they want to, um, whatever platform they prefer, yeah. For me, since I have it all on the app that I use, it I can look at their page and look and see if they upload videos, so I can just type, like, where is your video? Yeah. And I, I'm pretty, like, um, yeah. And then if there's someone who just always does it, I'm just like, well, I had to, like, divorce myself from that, like, you know what? That's not my problem anymore. Like, let's just do as much as I can. Yeah. But sometimes I will have a real talk and say, "Hey, like, the only way I can help you, or else you're just paying way too much for a program right now. That's right. it. Way, way too much for a program. Like, I need to coach you because I know as coaches, like, you feel bad. You're like, yeah. If they're far away, there's like this person off in the distance. And if you see a video of them all the time, like the other day, I saw. I, I, I had forgotten whose page I was on and I clicked the video and they started squatting which is a, a video of their like their, their backside and I was like oh I knew who that is just because of the way their hip shift <laughs> yeah. you know I'm like oh that's uh, or like their foot I'm like oh I can recognize that yeah. you know, it was just funny I was like oh I'm just like it keeps you connected and if you feel if they don't send videos you're disconnected yeah. and how are you supposed to one care to help them and it's just like so I remind them and eventually it's just on that, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, yeah. I, there, there's a limit where I'm just like, Oh, I'll do my best. But yeah. It's on sure. that. And I think I actually saw a, a meme on one of those, uh, strongman meme pages the other day that was about like people not sending their videos to the coaches. So I think it's, uh, 
No, I, I think, mean, it's, I think common. it's common. It's yeah, common. I think everybody's suffering the same, the same fate. Right. So. It's so frustrating, but it, it is common, which is funny because like there's some people who will literally send every set, every video, yeah. every this, every that, which is great. But then there's some people that I'm just like. Do you want my attention or not? Because right. <laughs> like, I'm very, you know, uh, for me, I'm like, well, you know, you could always get a coach who's smarter. You really can. What you get for me is attention, you know, and right. that I care and I'm going to try to fix you. So without that, it's just like, all right, you got a program that's individualized. I think it's good for you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want like three months from now, like trying to get a video, and then I'm like, holy shit! Like that is like gnarly squat ever. Like we could have fixed that by now. Right? Like no, I can't believe you were like that. <laughs> you know, you're like who's the coach? You know, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Um, oh well, but, yeah, and, and that's a thing too, right? Like you put your name on it, and then they're not you're not able to fix it and then they're out there doing whatever and then it, it, right. falls, it falls back yeah. on you that is a, a lot of clients don't also give me some credit for their their progress because that you know they i'm like i see so much awesome like growth and they'll still be like a little bit like intimidated or scared about what they're doing like no like if I saw you in the gym, I would think of anything about it. I'd be like, oh, that, that person's bottom over there, pretty good. Yeah. All right, you know. But it takes takes some time, so you need some videos. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's change gears a little bit. Um, since you've got into uh, doing Strongman, um, what's been your favorite event so far? I like stones. I think stone to shoulder, and I've had that in two shows. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just, like, so cool to pick up a stone. And it's yeah. so different for me. And, um, and also the progress I've made on that was, like, before it was just, it was so different. It was just a lot of trial and error at first. And, um, and using your whole body. And then also the Conan carry, or the Conan's wheel or Zerker carry. I don't know, Frank carries, I think I'm better at those than, like, the the back of the yoke and that's why on naturals like yes like this is finally an event that like it'll be fine like i'll do good in this event and took it away and i'll like, no that's my one good event but these are fun um but i haven't like been able to touch like all the uh, all the you know events like i still want to do like those stairs you know the uh, you know the stairs oh power stairs yeah yeah power stairs and then i still want to like um do like a stone on a box. I'm saying all these names wrong. <laughs> Pick up a stone and put it on something. You know, I want to do stuff yeah. like that. And, um, cause yeah, I haven't been able to do those yet. What's your favorite? My favorite event? Oh man. Uh, my favorite thing oddly enough, and everybody hates these is, uh, is the one-on-one stuff like Moss wrestling or, um, uh, like tug of war, pull, push, sumo wrestling, any of that stuff. If it's it's like me directly against another person, that's my. Oh, favorite. that's so cool! Yeah, I would love to do the mass wrestling. Um, that'd be fun. I think they're doing that at the LA Fit Expo. Yeah. Um, which I'm not doing because I'm just only training for until the Arnold. But uh, oh man, I've wanted to do that for so long. It looks so fun. 
which is crazy because I was never, I was a very, always a very timid athlete. Like when I was younger, like soccer, like I would never feel a ball. It's not like, I would never like hit anyone or anything. Like I would stay away. Um, but now I'm like, oh, I would love to try that. It'd be really fun. Yeah. I love it. I think, I think it's great. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I wish they would have, I kind of think that they should have one of those at every event. Like they're, you know, they're or, exciting. or at least set aside for the tiebreakers, you know, like I think there's no better way to determine a tie. If you just say oh, you two, like, here's what you do. <laughs> well, that was so cool about the war on the shore. I mean, it wasn't really like anything that you're like interacting with someone, but we did the Steinhold on, uh, and then there's just like a piece of plywood and then we were back to back and the girl I was tied with was doing it. And then the winners of the the pros were back to back. And so whoever drops it first is like, yeah, you can totally just see right there who yeah. wins. Yeah. So that's super exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I did I couldn't tell when she was dropping it or whatever, but you know, the whole crowd and just with this embodied in that one event. It was just cool. Yeah. So yeah, I love anything like that. That's that's my favorite. Uh, anything right. head is my favorite stuff for sure. So, uh, yeah. what, what event do you think you're you're looking forward to the most? Then that you haven't done yet. Um. Uh, I don't know. I haven't done so many. It's like I would love to do. There's just so many. I don't know. Like, a, I want to say like a, a truck pull. Oh yeah. <laughs> I went to a show recently. I watched one of their truck bowl, and I really wanted to be like, um, "Can I try?" Um, excuse me, <laughs> but I wasn't going to do that. But I want to do that. That'd be fun. Um, and obviously, it's it's something that's just super extravagant, you know, seeing someone pulling a truck. But I do want to try that. Um, yeah, I hope that. No, well, that's not going to be but. Yeah, oh, there's so many. They all look like fun. I like them all. I, I say I hate log, but I'm actually excited about it because I can see, I I, ha- I see the light <laughs> and understanding it. So, you just, like, once I get it down, better watch out because I'm have, I'm gonna you, get it soon. Have you done a wooden log like a like a real uh, wooden log? No, they happen at my gym, but I feel like. It's probably weighs more than like what my max was before, so it's like I never picked it up. It's huge. That that, that yeah. might change your uh, your whole outlook once you. There's just something way cooler about doing a real log than like a metal right. a metal yeah pipe or whatever. Yeah, but the diameter is huge of this this yeah. one the the wooden log they have. So it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I, I can be done with depth with axle deadlifts. Step a four inch deficit. I can be done with that forever <laughs> because it just made me feel like the shittiest deadlifter. Because one, I'm coming from sumo. Um, two, I just felt like my like my legs are. I, I'm just really bad at getting position in conventional anyway. Like I can do it when you add four inches to it. I guess for anyone too, but like. My legs are like my whole body. So it's just like <laughs> the shittiest pull. I can't like, I don't want to show any of my clients. I'm like, this is how you don't deadlift. But I did it. But it's just, man. But that made my like erectors grow crazy. So whatever, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> I didn't die. I didn't get hurt. Like, it's fine. Cool. So, but I could never do that again. 
Like I'll dreams of deadlifting with a straight bar from the floor. And I'm like, I just do it perfectly. It's so good. Like I have dreams about it. So yeah, it's exciting. But what's your, what do you want to do? What's your favorite one you haven't done yet? That I haven't <laughs> what do you want to well, do? Man, well, I've, I've been competing for, uh, this is my 13th year. So you've done everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually I haven't done, I haven't done a power stairs, not a true power stairs. Okay. Um, so I would I would like to do that at some point, and I've never actually the one I'm looking forward to the most would be um, a car walk, like like how they did the yoke back in like the eighties. Oh, yeah. I would love to do that, but you know you never see anybody doing that in any anywhere. But uh, if that if that sprung up somewhere, I would probably just sign up just for that. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many like. Yeah, there's many, and I think think that like the setups are just so fun to look at. Like War on the Shore was done really well. Everything was done with kegs, and it's just cool. I mean, my parents are super excited, and my sisters because they like it watching it more than powerlifting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like so they're like it's just way more fun. Like before, they're like we were just kind of bored. Like they would be honest. Now they're just they're like in the front row. They're like this is awesome. Yeah. That's funny. That's cool. Um, so we're about out of time. Uh, if you had any advice um, for somebody that was wanting to start um, powerlifting or, or strongman, either one, um, what would be like one piece of advice you would say, like as they're getting started? Right. I would say it's okay to suck, and it's okay to suck for a long time, longer than you think <laughs> that you should suck. <laughs> Okay. For real. And also, yeah. find people. Do your best to find people who know what they're doing. If you're in the middle of nowhere, find a virt- someone virtually through the Instagram, whatever. You know, you DM me, and I probably know someone in the state you could connect with. But, um, or in, if there's a farmland gym or, or powerlifting gym that you want to join, just join it. Because every, every day I was scared to go into House of Power. Even though I've been in every gym and I'm like 30 years old, like I was scared to go in. <laughs> so, and I, I guess what I was fine and I made really good connections. So, don't be scared to suck. And then also reach out, even if you're scared that you look like a weenie in the gym. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Um, you know, patience and uh, and finding um, people better. Uh, you know, uh, that that's really good advice for anything, not just. Uh, lifting right <laughs> right like i feel like i suck every day at the gym i'm the i'm not the, i'm the weakest person at this gym so it's good for me that's yeah. fine yeah i think that's important uh definitely be around people better and, and it, it brings you up you know right <clears throat> very cool well i want to thank you uh for taking the time out of your day um and, and joining us here and um, um i'll put a link to your uh website up once i post the podcast episode and all that and then people if you, people want to train or check out your training they can go and do all that and then i'll tag you as well um once it goes up so that you'll you can listen to it and share it and all that all right well i will share it <laughs> so it's fun i haven't really talked about strongman much yet so it's cool very cool um well uh this has been john the viking mauser with get strong or die christy sine um we'll talk to you next time <laughs>